Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We must sacrifice together because we are all in this together and we'll come through together. It's bad. It's bad. But we're going to uh, we're going to be hopefully a best case, not a worst case, and that's what we're working for. Texans are living in challenging times. The Texans are always up to those challenges. We've dealt with SARS, we've dealt with H1N1, we've dealt with Ebola. We will get through this. You know, we're in a fight right now, and, and there's no doubt about it. And we need to come together uh, here and moving forward uh, even more than we are. It's an incredibly fluid situation. Who would have thought last Thursday we would be at this position? The COVID-19 crisis is unlike anything the nation has ever seen. Major metroplexes are struggling to respond. With hundreds of cases, San Francisco has ordered all their residents to shelter in place. Other major cities across the country debating similar steps. I want private businesses to aggressively consider work from home and voluntary closings. Depending on what businesses do on a voluntary basis, we could consider mandatory actions later on. So how has the response been here in North Texas? Thank you for joining me on this episode of KRLD's In-Depth. I'm Austin York. Many in the area were taken aback when Dallas Mayor Eric Johnson, mirroring the decision by Dallas County, made this announcement in an effort to deal with the spread. The city of Dallas is also ordering the closing of all bars, lounges, taverns, nightclubs, gyms and health clubs, theaters, and entertainment or amusement venues such as arcades and billiard halls. Restaurants for now may remain open for drive-through, delivery, and takeout service. Dine-in service, however, will be prohibited. We're taking these actions now because our core responsibility as a government is to ensure the health, safety, and welfare of our residents. And public health has been at the core of our discussions over the last 24 hours. We made this decision in consultation with healthcare professionals. We received advice from the leaders of our hospitals and from Dr. Wong at Dallas County Health and Human Services, which is the city's contracted public health authority. In addition, we've looked to national experts and have received new guidance from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. The message that we've heard has been consistent. Act early, 
act aggressively, act in the interest of public health first, flatten the curve of this spread, and lives will be spared. Following this, several surrounding cities and counties enacted similar rules. Tarrant County Judge Glenn Whitley admitted that the rules they enacted originally weren't strong enough to deal with a very real threat they were facing. What we are announcing is um, about the third iteration of where we were last Friday when we declared our emergency uh, declarations. At that point in time, we were looking at around 250. Uh, then we changed it down to around uh, the 125, but let everybody kind of stay open. And what we're doing today is basically saying for the restaurants, it's either got to be curbside or drive, you know, drive by, drive through. Uh, we're closing down all the dining areas inside. Uh, we are also closing completely bars, lounges, taverns, commercial amusement establishments. And in case you're not real sure what that means, that covers the bingo halls, that covers the theaters. We're closing down gyms. We're also closing down private clubs and health clubs. So many questions on everyone's mind. Is this enough? Is there more we can do? Or have we done too much? KRLD's John Little sat down with Stephen Love, who is the president of the DFW Hospital Council. I think overall we've done a pretty good job. I think it's good that all the municipalities and localities, for the most part, are now really closing down restaurants, trying to do everything they can to flatten that curve, and they're working to encourage people to have good distancing to practice good health habits. Hopefully we're going to get ahead of the curve uh, and we're doing more testing. Some have raised concerns about the amount of testing or lack thereof. How long until these tests are so widespread that we've got enough availability for everybody when they, you know, go to the doctor's office, you know, and they say, hey, I'm, I'm not feeling very well. I've got some of the symptoms, not all. And it's just no big deal. Hey, yeah, come get a coronavirus test. Let's let's take that because that's what we do for other things. How long is it going to take the, the medical field to catch up there? You know, I can't give you the exact answer to that, but I will tell you the testing continues to increase. The testing sites increase. Uh, and I think you're going to see it become more and more. But you're exactly right. A lot of people are used to going to the physician when they have flu symptoms and finding out, do I have flu? And if I do, what strand is it and what medication do I need? That's where we need to be, and hopefully we'll be there in the future. We're not there now, but we are increasing the test. For that reason, people that display the symptoms have been to these countries or have been traveling, and if they're at a higher age group, especially if they're running high fever, they're going to be the ones that are tested first. And, of course, we can't uh, take the eye off the ball. The very people performing the treatment, the healthcare workers, the first responders, they obviously need to be tested if they display any of the symptoms. Absolutely. My goodness, uh, that's uh, that's my wife right there, you know, working in uh, a facility with, with high-risk patients and everything. And, um, you know, uh, that's not necessarily, I, I guess, a, a fear of hers, but it just shows how brave um, that these healthcare workers are that are standing up on the front lines and, and just and just doing this job and, and fighting this battle out uh, ahead of us regular people.
You know, when you look at uh, people that go into healthcare, especially on the clinical side, whether it be the physicians, the nurses, the allied health professionals, the first responders, and let's don't lose sight of the great work our first responders do, these people truly care for others and they want to give to others. You add that with this virus we're dealing with, which makes it even more intense, makes it higher volume. They truly are dedicated, and we owe all of them a real gratitude and thank you. With the, like we've talked about, the the tests not being available as of yet in every space to everybody that needs them as of yet, I think there are a lot of us that are kind of self-diagnosing. We're used to going to WebMD and saying, oh, it looks like I've got uh, toe sprain or it looks like I've got cancer. Um, But, um, uh, you know, it's kind of tough to do that with this because even if you don't have a fever, which is one of the big signs of coronavirus, we've heard, right? Correct. Even if you don't have a fever, you could still be carrying this virus, right? Yeah, there have been cases of that. And generally speaking, you do have a fever, but okay. uh, but there have been cases that don't. But, you know, you pointed out something good about going to the web. A lot of our hospital systems have got what I call great virtual screening tools. These aren't tests, but they help you walk through virtually and answer a series of questions, and it scores you as to high risk or low risk and whether they recommend you call the number that they give you to talk to a healthcare professional, or they encourage you to see a healthcare professional. Is there any word as to if you end up getting it, how long you're contagious for? You know, I've heard different uh, viewpoints from different uh, people. The infectious disease doctors I've talked to have said they look at it a 14 day period and then you're tested. And if you test negative, you wait 24 hours and you test again. And generally speaking, according to them, you should should be okay. Now, I do know the case that we heard about in San Antonio where there was a person that tested uh, negative and 24 hours later tested positive, went out, and for whatever the reason, when they came back, they had another positive test. So... I'm just giving you the answer that I've heard from infectious disease specialists. One thing that's inevitable is the run on hospitals or health care centers, especially as the allergy season ramps up. So does love worry about possible overcrowding in these areas? When I talk to the infectious disease physicians and I talk to the primary care docs, there are many people that come in that display symptoms. You know, they're having difficulty breathing. Uh, They may have lower respiratory irritation, running a fever, and they test positive for the flu, and they don't have the coronavirus, and they have not been exposed to it by traveling to a level two or three country, nor have they been exposed. I think the same thing's going to happen as we get into the allergy season. People are going to have a lot of the symptoms, but when they actually come in and in the view of the medical professional, if they're tested, hopefully it's going to be a negative test. The good news is that technology is making things a little easier for healthcare professionals. Carol D's Chris Summer spoke to Dr. Aaron Donaldson, a North Texas physician, who says she's seen a majority of patients right now who use telemedicine. So what sort of advice is she giving them if they have questions about the coronavirus? 
you know, you have a simple UTI or something like that, or even if you have mild cold-like symptoms and you're not sure if you have COVID, I seriously, seriously would would recommend that you all try something like telemedicine or calling your doctor rather than going in. It really is for the benefit of everyone. We have heard both the governor and local officials say that they expect a surge in cases, especially as the testing continues. As a healthcare professional, would you agree with that? Totally agree with that. So the R-naught of this virus is between two and four. Um, what that means is for everyone that gets the virus, they pass it to two to four others. And we know that information from other countries. A conservative estimate at the doubling time of that virus puts that at six days. Now, what that means is we probably should have about a million cases by the end of April. Um, if you keep doing that doubling every six days, uh, unfortunately, by the end of June, has us at over 100 million. So these numbers are, you know, unless things change drastically, going to continue to rise pretty quickly. But Love wants to emphasize several factors that we should all be taking into account. There are a lot of people that kind of look at physical health and then they separate mental health. You know, physical and mental health really are intertwined. It's really the health of the individual. This is a very serious situation we're facing. There's no question about it. This is a very contagious COVID-19. But with that said, let's stop, take a deep breath, step back, and look at some of the things that we know. First, it is contagious, but the mortality rate is not nearly as high as, say, what we dealt with many years ago, Ebola. Secondly, I think it's important to know that many of the people that contract this can be treated at home. Unfortunately, many of the people with other medical complications and elderly people may require hospitalization and unfortunately uh, could die from this disease. But some of the things that we're recommending, when you're at home, try to get exercise. Now, we know about distancing and don't have large crowds, but you could certainly go out and walk. You could certainly go out and do some exercise in your house if you've got ways you could exercise, uh, that helps you mentally and physically. Secondly, let's don't forget our young people. You know, many people are very stressed about this and anxious. Well, our children are looking to us. Our grandchildren are looking to us. Let's make sure we have family meetings and let's do it in a positive way. Let's be very honest. Let's tell them everything we know in their language and in their terms, but that we'll get through this. Other things we can do, uh, communicate virtually with each other. We don't have to be in large groups. Focus on the positive. Focus on the people that really mean a lot to you, but at the same time, you practice good mental health and you do things like yoga. You do things to help you relax your mind, relax your body, still knowing this is serious, still knowing that this can be life-threatening. But at the same time, we've got to keep our complete health, including behavioral and mental health, in check because we're going to work together to get through this. This is an ever-changing situation. Breaking news constantly, so be sure to listen to KRLD for the absolute latest 
Tune in anytime for news, traffic, and weather. For KRLD In-Depth, I'm Austin York. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.